A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everybody. Welcome to What Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Josh referred Friday afternoon and all hell has broken loose because of one man, Jason Schreier, dropping all sorts of, of bombs, to be honest. If there's a signature thing that Mr. Schreier does, it's, you know, grade A, world-class, brilliant games journalism. And then in the middle of it, just a few little sentences that just sort of go, oh, and by the way, Uncharted 5 was a thing. Oh, and by the way, this other yeah. thing. By the way, Last of Us remake was a thing. And we all sort of go, hold on, you've led us down this way. But to be honest, these things are the, the big bits that we need to break down. So this report has a lot of stuff in here. It is a new report on Bloomberg about the state of Sony right now and Sony's brand identity and what they're doing in regards to moving away from the Japanese gaming scene. Um, but there's many things in here as well in terms of uh, different projects being prioritized. Um, and it's just, there's a lot of stuff to break down, starting with, I think you want to go with the Last of Us remake. Yes, so first off, I'll just say right now, The Last of Us, 2013's The Last of Us, which came out on the PlayStation Why? 3, Naughty Dogs, The Last of Us, the game everyone has played is getting mm -hmm. a PlayStation 5 remake. It's currently in production <laughs> at Naughty Dog itself. No one knows when it's coming out, but presumably Filthy it's dog. going to be out soon. It's not just like a remaster like the PlayStation 4 remaster was. This is like a, like, well, like a proper remake, you know, everything is getting yeah, like yeah. changed around, things are getting really boosted, mechanics are changing and stuff like that. But there's a really interesting history behind it, and that's what the crux of Shrier's report is essentially about, because it's essentially chronicling the creation of Sony's secret San Diego studio, which we've been doing mm. videos on for a while now. A lot of people thought they were making Uncharted 5, but this has cleared it up. Apparently, Um, Sony's Visual Arts Service Group has been a support studio that's helped um, Sony ship, you know, some of the biggest games of the PlayStation 4 era, including, you know, Spider-Man, um, Uncharted, Last of Us, stuff like that. They've always been this really solid support group. But the founder of that group wanted uh, to make another studio within that using 30 of the developers to essentially create something that they could call their own, something that they could work on from beginning to end. Um, mm -hmm. And what they pitched was actually a remake of Uncharted Drake's, um, Drake's Fortune, Drake's Deception. I always get the mixed Drake, up. Drake's Fortune the first one. Yes, yeah, Uncharted the 1. The one, one that, to Uncharted be honest, one. if you're were, were going to go back to them, one is the one that holds up the weakest. Yes. Like, it's worth it for the cutscenes, but the gameplay is... It was, uh, by Naughty Dog's own admission, the first time they'd ever done a third-person cover shooter, and you can tell. Yeah. Yes, totally. So they they recognized all of that and they were like, right, we can go back, make a PlayStation 5 version that completely rebuilds it from the ground up and modernizes it in a, in a completely different way compared to Bluepoint's remaster, which came out a few years mm. ago. They figured that might be a hard sell considering they hadn't made a game by themselves before. So instead they were like, well, it'll probably be cheaper and easier to do this for The Last of Us. So they pitched that and they were working on it for a little <laughs> bit since 2018 to 2019. And then eventually um, the head of of Worldwide Studios. I think it's um, Herman Holst. Holst yes, the, the, the dude that used to work for uh, Guerrilla, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like, nah, I don't think this is going to work. <laughs> and instead, now it's been taken on by Naughty Dog internally, and they're making The Last of Us remake. So before I go on to anything else, like, that's mad. They're remaking yeah. The Last of Us, which at this moment in time is not even eight years old. And it has already had a remaster on the PlayStation 4. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't need it. Like, I mean, the, and plus, the, like, the whole part of this report is like, oh, you know, we're going to upgrade the Last of Us to bring it more in line with the Last of Us Part Two in terms of visuals and stuff. But does that not also bring about the assumption that it would play in line with the Last of Us Two, which means a jumper and or more fluid movement in the combat, things that in regards to the jumper and would break the Last of Us One? I just kind of when I look at the first Last of Us, I don't see anything wrong with it. It's nigh on a perfect game. I know that some people don't like the combat, but it just is what it is. It's quite a weighty sort of system. There's a lot of you know. Like, you can get used to it. There's a lot of it, a tactical feel to it and everything. And I don't... There's just not an inch of me needs that again. Like, if I want to play The Last of Us, I would play The Last of Us Remastered. It just feels like a weird... Well, it is very much kind of covered as a cash grab that it's an easier thing to do. It's easier to go back into your back catalogue and do an established IP rather than make something new, which I know is a, a through line throughout this report that Sony are very much favouring that business decision, like, overall. Yeah, totally. I mean, like, it's just, it's just so... Man, like, it's just weird. It's very strange. Yeah. I can't wrap my head around it because on the one hand, I will absolutely buy a remake of The Last of Us. But on the other hand, mm. I don't know why and I don't think that's a great use of resources, especially because this entire report is essentially about how Sony is approaching their ex- exclusives and they've just mm. got like a very narrow perspective. They're not greenlighting a lot of stuff and they're only really focusing on a handful of top tier developers and franchises that they just kind of want to keep either regurgitating or making sequels to or focusing on entirely. So the idea Which that like, we're going to have a PlayStation 5 marquee that's The Last of Us is just... Uh, I, I don't know. The original I, Last of Us. I, I'm struggling I just, for but words. That's the genuinely thing. struggling for words. That's the thing across all entertainment industries right now is like, what have we already got? Like, let's not bother taking a risk on a new thing because we'd rather just go back to something that we've already done. And it's like in the music industry, a brilliant YouTuber called Rick Beato did a whole video on how the likes of Paul Simon and uh, Bob Dylan are doing these big, you know, selling their catalogs to these established uh, record companies rather than these record companies putting money into new artists. And you're still seeing it in the film world too. Um, Obviously, there's a bunch of new interviews doing the rounds, even the one this morning from Chris Terrio talking about studio interference and, you know, Mm -hmm. focusing on making sure everything is as big and blustery and like CG fest as possible rather than putting money into something that's actually going to have any sense of artistic merit and I think that overall it's just across the board like I I don't know if I was going to hypothesize I just think and this is such a wider conversation but I just think that the amount of information that is available to top tier studios across the board means they go it's essentially turned all of us into one big test audience where it's just sort of like yeah. oh this this tests well with audiences um, across the board across all these different mediums and it's resulting in insanely safe bets being placed, which are, in a word, yeah. boring. In 100%. And I mean, it almost seems like like the complete antithesis of what Sony was doing in the last generation. Because, yeah, we yeah. had a lot of returning franchise and reinvigorated franchises. We had Last of Us 2, Uncharted 4. We had God of War coming back. But also we had the opportunity for studios to make interesting new IP. We got Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> we got Days Gone. We had Until Dawn. We had a bunch of like these Horizon new original well. games coming. That resonated with fans. They all sold really well. Mostly <laughs> strong fan reception and stuff like that. But apparently... 
even now, a major success isn't enough because, you know, just moving on in a, se a second. Um, Sony Bend, who released Days Gone um, a few mm -hmm. years ago, um, we all assumed that they were going to be like, you know, being built up as the next Naughty Dog or the next Guerrilla Games or something like that. And while Days Gone didn't, you know, really resonate with critics, it didn't get like a strong 90 or Metacritic or anything like that, it did still, you know, do mad sales numbers. It was one yeah. of the best-selling games of 2019. It was breaking records and stuff like that. But despite the profit it made according to this write-up when sony bend went to sony and were like can we do days gone 2 they ummed and ahed and ultimately said no and cancelled it and instead split sony bend up into two different teams one that helped naughty dog work on an upcoming multiplayer game mm -hmm. and another that is apparently working on uncharted 5. Mm -hmm. which just i mean that that whole thing of like you know days gone to not get into specific spoilers does end on a cliffhanger anyway like it does set up another game like does have this whole you can tell that they had a world in mind i forget the name of the uh, creative director but he talked about having all these different seeds that they want to do going forward um and like you said you looked at the sales at the time and it was number one in the charts it was the best selling zombie game ever it had one of the best like debut launch weekends i think of the generation to that point or whatever it's all these different mm -hmm. things that point to it but for whatever reason, it didn't match their internal sales targets or whatever they're going for, which there's always that undercurrent with Sony where it's old school PS3 Sony where nothing's good enough. Um, and it also yeah. reminds me of some, someone like Square Enix where they just they set unbelievably high sales expectations um, because they would rather actually can the new IP and do the more trusted thing, which again, references what I said before, is one of the most poisonous, outdated, stupid ways to think in any creative medium. Well, the weird thing with Days Gone is apparently it didn't even not meet their internal estimates. Apparently it exceeded mm. them, but the Schreier cites that apparently it's because it had a long production. And it, to be fair, it did. It had like a really long, troubled production. And also because it didn't resonate or win a bunch of awards critically. Like that was mm. the main reason why they didn't want to push ahead, which again goes back to what you said there about like no game is going to come out and sell the same amount as Uncharted 4 or Spider-Man, no. which has like an builder. established brand. And you mm -hmm. need to be able to build things up. And if you can't do that for a game that sells as well as Days Gone, I just have to wonder, what can you do it with? Like, what is yeah. going to reach this bar? And again, it's just kind of like coming around to that idea that for the longest time, I was quite naive. And I assumed that if you were successful, you know, commercially uh, with like these games, that would give you the freedom to, you know, go mad and then give you creative freedom further on down the line. But that doesn't seem it to should. be the case. The more successful you get in the video game industry, the higher the bar is raised and the higher expectations mm -hmm. people at the top have. So then they don't greenlight riskier projects that might not hit that new bar that you've set. And it results in this kind of thinking where it's like, well, you could make Days Gone 2, or you could help Naughty Dog make two different games that we do know another will probably last be of us, a success. So do that, yeah, do more The Last of Us, do more Uncharted 5. Um, mm -hmm. Fortunately, um, Sony Bend, at the end of this article, Schreier states that um, the team working on Uncharted 5 voiced their displeasure and were like, we don't want to do this, we want to make something new, and they are working on a new game instead of Uncharted. Mm -hmm. well, I was calling it Uncharted 5, it was going to be a continuation of Uncharted. And they're working on their new game, but that's still not going to be Days Gone 2, so it's like... Right. Where are we? One last thing as well is that the report touches on the fact that Sony are literally saying to insiders as part of the report that they're they're not interested in making Japanese games for the Japanese market anymore, um, citing the likes of Gravity Rush. And obviously previously when these conversations have happened, the likes of Ape Escape's been brought up um, and the whole shuttering of like Team Asobo or like moving away from that identity, which for me is just one of the biggest 
problems you could have. Like, just it, it, I just don't know why they're so against their origins. <laughs> it's just one of the things yeah. that made so Sony so lovable, especially in the early days, was that slate of uh, titles that were exclusives that were known as you know, like having all those um, qualities that made them charming and made them playable. And I just think it's weird. It goes alongside everything else that we said, moving into that sort of nebulous space of just just high selling everything yeah. but without any definable traits. Yeah, it's clear that they just want like blockbuster games at this point. They just want blockbuster mm. successes that will resonate internationally and sell internationally. And while obviously it's nice to have those, I think that is an entire business model. It just snuffs out like creativity. You, know, you bring up all the time, Scott, the rock style of the 2000s, you know, when they were like so prolific, they were making a bunch of different games. Some of them hits, some of them not so much hits, but still really good mm. and still really interesting. But now they're at this point where like they just pump out one game like every six years or something. And it's a massive <laughs> success, sure, but it means we only get Red Dead. We only get Grand Theft Auto. We don't get games like Bully 2 or Rockstar's Table Tennis the 2 Warriors. or anything like that. It, it sucks for a, like a, a brand like Sony especially, which we have been championing like their diversity in terms of like their portfolio for this entire generation. And to see a team like Bend especially not get the chance after making Days Gone to go on to bigger and better things and instead have to worry mm. about becoming rock, uh, not Rockstar North, Naughty Dog North, as they say in this um, write-up. It's just, mm. it's a little disheartening, to be honest. You know, I've, I've tried yeah. to defend Sony for like this t entire year so far. Now I'm just at the point of genuinely worrying about the approach they're taking, you know, in general. It reeks of um, Activision as well, like just swallowing up other studios that are full of talented people and then putting them to work on established IPs rather than letting those creative individuals do the thing that could, you know, you could have you could have 10 Call of Duties, you could have 10 of insert franchise rather than, you know, strapping a team of people to an established IP and forcing them to work on that thing uh, instead of just greenlighting something that could go on to become in itself a successful franchise with its own set of fans that could be monetized yeah. along the way. Um, if you want it, it just it needs to be a balance of both. And um, Sony going down this route, at least based on this particular report, um, just seems like a series of wrong moves, especially at this point in the generation when um, a lot of the optics around both brands is at least for right now favoring Xbox in regards to what they're doing to you know to win sort of gamers' favor and uh, put money into certain franchises and things like that. Um, so let us know what you think down in the comments below of the uh, things that we've covered: the Last of Us remake, the Uncharted, the idea that Uncharted Five is real, and where Sony are right now in the console space. For now, I've been Scott from Culture. I mean, Josh from whatculture.com. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.